0: Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello, and welcome to episode number 27 of Crosstown Crosstalk, presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny.
1: And I'm Joey.
0: And Joseph that intro gets more and more depressing with each passing week.
1: I know. I'm already missing the uh, uh, my, uh, the warm climate or whatever it says, the hot summer. Uh, we're getting ready for that frigid cold winter is what we're getting ready for here in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I went out to the gym this morning and I hated every second of my life while I was outside. And it's not even like that cold yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Am I clear on your end? Is everything clear? Because there's yeah. a little bit. For some reason, the picture, like I'm seeing, it like a delay.
0: No, yeah, know. you're 100 percent clear. It's probably just you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seeing that intro and thinking of, what do we go to 30 something games this season? Like, just outrageous stuff. And yeah, it's over till it's over till late March, early April, and it'll still be cold. But at least, at least it will be out there in the cold, knowing that like, the warm is on its way. Mm-hmm. Where like and- now. Like we got the whole winter ahead of us.
1: Yeah. And when, when it's cold, when you're cold in like April or even late March, it's a different kind of cold than when you're cold in like November. Like when you're cold in November, like you're just miserable, you're frigid. And for some reason your body's not used to it, but when it's going from cold to warm and it's like 40 degrees, it's like that 40 degrees you can go outside in shorts
0: and a t-shirt. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, like 40
1: degrees in March, it feels different than 40 degrees in November.
0: Oh, 40 in March? The windows are down. Exactly. The rock music is blasting out the windows. People aren't ready for me in April when it's 40. Exactly my point. And, like, do you remember early this season, we went to that opening series. I want to say they were playing the Guardians. And we went on Friday night, and it was frigid. Like, jeans long sleeve sweatshirts underneath the jerseys, winter hats, gloves. And then the next day was a Saturday day game and it was like 70 and it mm-hmm. just like felt like the greatest day ever.
1: Yeah. And then obviously those games in like July that we go to where we're sweating our
0: balls off. <laughs> yeah. Those are always fun. I mean, we used to be like winter guys in terms of the weather. I don't know if it's just my body flipping over into like true adulthood. But I don't appreciate the cold as much as I once did. Like, the winter fucking sucks ass.
1: No, I still love the winter. I'll always be a winter guy. Um, but there's no doubt that like summer activities and like you know being outside and like yeah, regardless if you sweat, but being able to you know stand outside in your swimsuit, no shirt on, uh, that's always a good time. And for some reason, as I get older. It's not so much that I don't like the cold. It's just the way my body re- Like my lips fucking hurt. I get dry skin. My hands bleed. Like that shit never used Already to. Already starting for me. Yeah, that shit never used to happen when I was a kid. So I mean, yeah, I guess as you get older, winter just becomes more of a pain in the ass. But I mean, there's ways to take care of that, which I'm ready for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've always said my favorite seasons go in order, starting in the fall. But the best days of summer are the best days of the year. I do stand by that. My least favorite month is in the summer because August is just like... I I heard it referred to me as the Sunday of summer. And that's just the most accurate statement of all time. Like June and July are Friday and Saturday. And then August is just Sunday. And then once you start getting into September, it's like, boom, Monday. This like horrible going forward. I don't know. I like a good Sunday, so i, I love I, a good sunday sunday actually right now is probably my favorite day of the week
1: see for me probably i don't know I, t- tuesday has just always had a sour day sour
0: taste in my, i just don't like tuesdays tuesdays do kind of suck i've my whole life tried to figure out ways to make mondays awesome like i, I, I remember well, yeah i i do too i remember when we were in high school i would be like okay tonight's monday night football you know, let's have something good to eat for lunch on Mondays. Like, just you do what you can to make Monday better. The rest of the week is smooth sailing. Um, but going to those games, I'm going to miss it. Um, I can't wait for next season already. And like you said, I love the winter. We're hockey guys first and foremost. But there's nothing like going to the games in April, May, June, when, like, you're not really worried about the pennant race yet. You're just really there to watch good baseball. And it's stress-free baseball for the most part.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Another thing about the winter that I love is hoodies. Uh, I'm I have the ultimate hoodie collection. Honestly, like I was just saying the other day, like I can't get any more hoodies this winter as I just bought another hoodie like last week. Uh, I can't get records. yeah, I can't get any more hoodies because I just literally don't have the physical space to keep all these hoodies.
0: <laughs> yeah, hoodies are awesome. I'm becoming a big pull- pullover guy too. The hoodies. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah I don't know that hasn't hit me yet I don't I don't really like those the only time I'll wear one of those
0: is if it's an ugly Christmas sweater I'm a big there this show is gonna feature ugly Christmas sweaters I actually have one that may or may not be on the way that I think people who know me will just find freaking hilarious but um look out for that I'm I bought a pullover at the Bulls game last week and yeah I freaking love it so, I'm becoming a pullover guy. I was at NIU versus Ball State last night. It got chilly towards the end. Oh, yeah. That oh, wind started really- hitting in the third quarter. The first half, I was fine. And then in the third quarter, the wind really started to hit. And I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is football weather now. Like, we, the summer is gone. It is dead. And watching NIU, they played better once the wind started to pick up, too. They ended up winning. Um, I believe the final score was thirty to twenty nine NIU. Did you catch any of that game? Mm-mm. They were down all game by multiple scores.
1: <laughs> and didn't they, they kick- went on a game winning field? They goal?
0: kicked a game winning field goal with three seconds left to win thirty to twenty nine. And they had they had a the ball state kicked a field goal to go ahead twenty nine to twenty seven with like a minute thirty left, and so rocky lombardi NIU's quarterback had to drive the team down the field and put them in field goal range in a minute 30 and he freaking did it it was so cool yeah. and
1: i was uh i was i was streaming with frankie and he he mentioned it because he, he obviously was rooting for niu and he was keeping track of that game and he mentioned it so that's how i knew that they won by that field goal
0: If they would have missed the field goal, they would have lost 29 to 27, which is the exact same score the Chicago Bears lost on (laughs) Monday. (laughs) So I was like, please make the field goal and my football misery. Because the only time I'm happy ever watching football is when it involves Tom Brady. Like that's the only time my favorite teams come through for me. And so we'll see what happens. I do believe a trip to Detroit is... In sights now because I think NIU's probably gonna win their division and they're gonna play in the Mac title game at Ford Field in Detroit. So look out for that. I'll probably end up going because I haven't missed a Mac title game, I don't think, since I started going to NIU games. So it's fun. Hopefully they can win the conference. That'd be fun. Um baseball though. The White Sox are in the news. Yes, they are. The White Sox are currently in the news for a variety of reasons, but I want to talk to you really quick. Scott Boris is the most hated agent, probably in all of sports. All his clients, he's got like 170 clients in Major League Baseball, and they're all like big high rolling clients. All his guys are guys who are either drafted really high or they sign him after they sign him to be their agent after they become superstars in the MLB. Well, that happened for Marcus Semeon. And Marcus Semyon is a former White Sox player who was traded for fucking Jeff Samarja from the Oakland days a couple years ago. Semyon goes over to Oakland, turns into a superstar. Um, Samarja sucks for the White Sox. But all things come full circle sometimes. Scott Boris is talking with Rick Hahn about Marcus Semyon. And I have some stats about Marcus Semyon for those naysayers who don't particularly like when Chicago teams bring back players that used to play for them, because it does seem to happen in every sport a lot. Hawks are always bringing back old Blackhawk players. Um, you know, the White <laughs> Sox have done it time and time again.
1: Yeah, it depends on the team, honestly. Like, some teams do it more than others.
0: Yes, and I think the Blackhawks and the White Sox are both, like, known for it. But Marcus sent me in, in 2021, slashed 265 334 538 for an 873 OPS. He hit 45 home runs, had 102 RBIs, 150 runs scored, and 15 stolen bases. That all accumulated to a 7.3 wins above replacement, which is like two behind Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he is with those two as an American League MVP finalist. And the White Sox are just like trying to get him. So hopefully that would come true because he play shortstop naturally, but in 2021 with Bo Bichette playing shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays, he moved over to second base. He was awesome there. He hit better than he ever had while playing second base. And we all know about TA7 playing shortstop for the White Sox. Third base is occupied by Yoan Moncada. He'd be the perfect second baseman for the White Sox.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know his numbers were that good. Uh, that is, that's that's something that could help this White Sox team big time. Uh, while you were talking about all that, though, I did look up some notable clients that Scott Boris uh, is the agent for. I'll just say a few names that you know. Can I? Can up. I?
0: Can I say two that I think yeah. you're going to say? Are you going to mention uh, Carlos Rodon? No, you didn't mention Carlos. Okay, well, Carlos Rodon is one of his big free agents this offseason. and of course, Chris Bryant.
1: I actually don't see Rodon's name.
0: Well, Rodon and Bryant are Boris Bryant. guys, and I'm wondering yeah. if you're going to talk I'll... about Bryce Harper.
1: There's a few that, I, that I'm that i sure you don't even know. Jose Altuve, Xander Bogarts, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is kind of cool, Garrett Cole, Joey Gallo, Bryce Harper, uh, Dallas Keuchel, J.D. Martinez, uh, yo, there's Carlos Rodon, Max Scherzer, Corey Seager, Uh, Blake Snell, Juan Soto. There's some cool names. I mean, there's a lot more. I was just going with some big names that stick out to me. And And
0: you just named named a bunch of guys who are either paid already or about to get paid. Mm -hmm. Like Jose Altuve paid. Dallas Keuchel paid twice. Um, Bryce Harper signed the second-richest contract in MLB history. Garrett Cole signed the richest contract in MLB history for a pitcher. Like, Scott Boris's guys get their money. So it's going to be interesting to see if our, our old uncle Jerry will sign, will shell out the money for Rick Hahn to sign Marcus Semyon. But I just read you the numbers. And if you add that to a lineup with Aloy, with Robert, with Abreu, with Moncada, Grandal, I mean, T.A., it's if Gavin Sheets or Andrew Vaughn really turn into stars, I, I think Andrew Vaughn will for sure. Like, that would be a lineup. That is just unstoppable, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a super lineup. <laughs> he was part of a super lineup last year. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., George Springer, I um, uh, miss uh, Kevin Biggio. Those guys were awesome in Toronto. And if Semien brought those 102 RBIs, 45 bombs, the 873 OPS is where it's at for me. I don't give a crap about like, 265 batting average. That sounds like slightly above average. Don't care about batting average. Batting average is a terrible stat. That that's why guys hitting two sixty or two forty, like Otani and Semyon, are nominated for MVP because nobody in their right mind that has access to like real statistics even slightly considers that anymore. The seven point three war. If you had seven wins to the White Sox, I mean, we're talking about a hundred win team. So exactly,
1: I mean, exactly, and then that's also filling up a position that you necessarily didn't have that great of a guy all year long. Like Cesar started off great, you know, Lurie did his job, but to get a guy like Semyon over at second base, that's an upgrade over anyone who was playing second this year.
0: Yeah. And you might notice on our notes, I have something, the second to last bullet point for the white Sox. the Sox players nominated for all MLB team. You just created a good segue to talk about that right now, actually. Um, Second base is, one of those positions of the White Sox need, and it's just proof when you look at the nominees for their all MLB team nominees for this season. You could go on and vote, White Sox fans. Go do it. We'll get to the Cubs players that are part of that as well in a in a bit here. Um, Jose Abreu, first base. Okay. Tim Anderson, shortstop. Okay. Joan Moncada, third base. Yasmani Grandal, catcher. Not a single outfielder. Let me finish the list. Carlos Rodon, starting pitcher. Dylan Cease, starting pitcher. Lance Lynn, starting pitcher. Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell as relief pitchers. So you don't have a single outfielder and you don't have second base. Well, let's go over why. The outfield. Jimenez and Robert didn't play enough to be considered on the All-MLB team. Otherwise, I guarantee both of them would be at minimum nominated for Mm -hmm. outfielder All-MLB team, especially Robert. I'm surprised Giolito was left off. I think he had technically, he did have technically have a better year than Dylan Cease. And he pitched, he was more reliable than Carlos Rodon. So Lucas Giolito, bit of a snub on this list, actually complete snub on this list. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes in higher Cy Young voting than Rodon and Cease, but I digress. The only position on the infield that's missing is second base. They don't have an all star second baseman. They traded a future really good second baseman to the Cubs for Kimbrell and they signed C or they traded for Cesar Hernandez, who they didn't extend a qualifying offer to. So you got to go out and get a second baseman. You give all that money to Marcus Semyon and Scott Boris. I think it works out for you in the end.
1: I agree. I could not agree more. Uh, Cesar's for sure gone, not picking up that. uh, Is that what that means?
0: Yes. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, if you add Semyon to this group and you put, uh, you probably bat him second. I think Robert's probably batting third going forward. You make a Bray, you bat fourth, grand Ole fifth. And if you have like Eloy Jimenez batting sixth and Yohan Moncada seventh, like that's as good of a lineup as the white Sox have ever had. Mm-hmm. And I, I would pay him. I mean, I, I think they'd be stupid not to at least try, um, this team's loaded. They have a chance to win the World Series if they keep this up, and I think that will put them over the edge in terms of Chicago sports, like importance. So, yeah, right or wrong for that bad trade and sign them. And you look at the lineup, and that's pretty much I would say that's like one of their only
1: needs because you have so many young guys, and especially like even Lurie, who can you know cycle out over in right field. Who can all hit the ball? Gavin Sheets, uh, Andrew Vaughn, depending on who ends up DHing. Like you have plenty of young guys in your system already. Just one more second base guy that can be reliable in your lineup. Like
0: that could go a long way for this team. Couldn't agree more. Um, he he just fits in so perfectly. It's very rare that a free agent like that used to play for your team plays a position of need that you have when you're like a legit World Series contender. Did he and when was he
1: with the White Sox?
0: They traded him to the A's I want to say before the 2016 season. Do you remember when Samarja played for the White Sox? Yes. Yeah, Sharks. they tra- they, they trade yeah, they traded Semyon to it, it, it's it's actually the trade tree is pretty funny. They Cubs traded Samarja to the A's for Addison Russell who famously was their second baseman when, well, sp- split second baseman with Ben Zobrist when they won the World Series in 2016. Then the A's turned around and flipped him back to the White Sox a year later for Marcus Semien, and he turned into a fucking superstar when he got to the A's. I mean, it's not quite the level of Fernando Tatis Jr., but two players the White Sox traded away, This we're going to get to this later, two players the White Sox traded away in that time span are nominated for MVP. I mean within months of each other Samarja or they got Samarja and Shields for Tatis Jr. and Semyon Samarja and Shields fucking suck well they sucked with the White Sox they had okay careers early on but I mean we'll we'll get to that disgusting nature in a little bit but the White Sox offer Semyon comfort he's familiar there's a spot open at a position of need and he will get paid and they're really good so everything that a free agent wants is money playing time and chance to win right when you say those are like the big 3 if you were a oh, free yeah. agent you'd want money winning spot on the t- like sp- playing time
1: yeah you want there's got to be a spot you don't want to have to fight for a spot and there is a clear wide open second base spot on this team
0: <laughs> yeah i mean there's a spot for Marcus Semien on every team in major league baseball yeah. and i believe he's got a gold glove in his career too And speaking of Gold Gloves, the White Sox have a Gold Glove winner, and it's (laughs) not from somebody that really had a good year. And Robert Robert probably would have won the Gold Glove had he played the whole year. I was shocked Abreu wasn't even a nominee.
1: He and Semyon does have a Gold Glove. He's a one time All Star.
0: There you go. And I believe the one time is this year. Um. Or it might have been 2019. I don't remember. 2019 and 2021 were his best seasons. Um, Dallas Keuchel is your 2021 American League Gold Glove winner for pitchers. He did not have a good year actually pitching the ball. But he had a 12 defensive run saved. The next closest pitcher had six. So literally double the next. Cl- he was twice as good as the next best defensive pitcher. And it's not the Cy Young. Pitching doesn't get taken into consideration in any way, shape, or form for the Gold Glove. Clearly, Michael absolutely (laughs) deserves to win this
1: award. Yeah. Clearly, the pitching doesn't get taken in because he would not be winning this award even if he had double the uh, defensive... uh, whatever you said.
0: (laughs) Defensive run saved.
1: Yeah. He had double. If they take pitching into consideration, he ain't winning it because he was terrible pitching.
0: And if you go look on my Southside Showdown Facebook page... And look at the comments of the article I wrote about him winning it. Oh, it's, probably it's, hate. it's just clearly people who don't understand the award. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, how he doesn't deserve this. He had a terrible year. It's like, do your research before you make these stupid-ass comments. Like, no baseball if you're going to talk baseball. Yeah. So, Dallas Keuchel, good on you. A player that actually did get nominated for the Cy Young does play for the Chicago White Sox, and that's Lance Lynn. And I'm so happy to see Lance get the nod. I was wondering if he didn't reach 162 innings, I don't believe. And he still got the nod for the Cy Young. He's nominated along with Garrett Cole and Robbie Ray. I think Lynn is going to come in second, maybe third. But to see him just get recognized at all is very, very cool. I'm happy for Lance. I know you're a Lance guy.
1: I'm a big Lance guy, and I am very happy for him. You know, get this recognition. He had a great year. We saw him start in the All Star game, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and he started a lot of big games. Pitched in the All Star game, he didn't start. Who started? Oh, Tom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He started and let off the first. Yeah. He did pitch. Uh, he started the um, the Field of Dreams game. Started yep. some big playoff games.
0: Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's good for for that recognition for him. Another person I saw commented on my article about Lance Lynn Whitman being nominated for the Cy Young. Clearly, they didn't watch the playoffs. Lance Lynn got destroyed in the playoffs by Houston. It's a regular season award. You yeah. don't got to be freaking mad about everything, people.
1: Really? That's like people getting mad for someone who won, like, playoff MVP if they had a terrible regular season. Yeah. Which it's we literally like the same happen
0: thing. all the time. Yeah. Um. Didn't Patrick Kane have a down year regular season when he won the con Smythe trophy
1: yeah or it's like if uh if people would have been like maybe i'm
0: thinking of something else there was a player that had oh it might have been bickle a bickle didn't win the con Smythe, but he was in contention for it yeah and he had like a terrible regular season and then in the playoffs he just becomes mario lemieux
1: yeah or you could even look at like this world series like if you, you know jorge soler world series mvp uh, he didn't have the best regular season. He had a negative war. Exactly. So <laughs> that's the, the getting mad at Lance Lynn uh, being nominated for the sign is literally like bringing up its identical argument. If you were to say, well, did you see Soler in the regular season? He shouldn't be at World Series MVP. It's the same yeah,
0: exact argument. Exactly. Lance Lynn was sensational this season. And he's, I hope, I just hope he doesn't have to face Houston in the playoffs ever again because that team has his number regular season or playoffs. He might win the Cy Young if he didn't have to face Houston twice this season. But I think Robbie Ray is going to win it, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, AL reliever of the year. AL Mariano Rivera reliever of the year. Goes to your guy, my guy, everybody's guy, Liam Hendricks.
1: I will be the first one to admit when they acquired Craig Kimball, I wanted Craig to be the closer. Like that ninth inning guy you go to, and I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong. Uh, Liam, you know he was sick from the moment. He, yeah, he pretty much started this season. Yeah, he started a little rough, if I can remember correctly.
0: A couple solo shots early in the season allowed very, very early. Play. But
1: man, once he, figured, he had April he had arm, he had April yeah. arm
0: probably as worst as he ever had it in his career.
1: Mm-hmm. But once he figured it out, and it, it came pretty quickly. He was, you know, on pace. He was. He was the guy to go to, and then they acquired Krem, Craig Kimball. And honestly, I think that screwed a lot of things up.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about Craig in a minute. But Liam Hendricks, he didn't give up a single run in September. And I know yeah. he gave up that bomb to Altuve like late in Game Four when they were were already getting killed. But like, he doesn't give up that bomb if it's a high leverage save situation in Game Four to like force like I, I believe that truly. Just out of curiosity,
1: do you know who the NL reliever of the year was? Josh Hader of the oh, Milwaukee of the Brewers. Brewers. Yeah, I wonder if it would have been Craig had he not been traded. Because he was
0: awesome. <laughs> He's awesome as a closer. Yeah. His ERA in the ninth inning this season is like a tick over one. But his ERA with the White Sox was in the fives. His ERA with the Cubs was below one. So Liam H- or Craig Kimbrell has a history, though of not performing well with brand new teams right away.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, even uh, when he first started with the Cubs, coming, coming from Boston, you know, he signed kind of like, what, halfway through that year. So that was a little tough, but it took a while for him to even, you know, get to where he was at with the Cubs and even in Boston. So yeah.
0: No doubt about it. Hopefully next year if they keep him because we have written down here that Craig Kimbrell's op, team option was picked up and they declined Cesar Hernandez and they did not extend a qualifying offer to Carlos Rodon. So Rodon and Hernandez are probably gone. Kimbrell, they're saying he's back but they're probably going to trade him or they might not trade him. I would not trade him. I'm going to make that either. very clear.
1: I wouldn't either. Let him start the year and then if If it does go completely south, you now you got an asset to hopefully move at the deadline. A team who could use a solid
0: closer. Yeah, but like a team isn't going to overpay for Craig now or then. But like, why not just try? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you just like cut him or bench him in July, like, what the hell's the difference between that and getting like a number thirty prospect for him right now?
1: Yeah, no, I agree completely. Especially because like it's it's a low risk, high reward kind of thing. Like, what if it works out and he's just fucking awesome?
0: Yeah, you're not getting Magical or Hoyer back no matter what. So you might as well try and keep him. I would use him as a – you you could have dual closers. I've heard Liam say a thousand times that he would be okay with that. And, you know, he's just one of the nicest people. You could – I believe I shared the video on Southside Showdown's Twitter, at Showdown. You can go on there and watch the interview that he gave after winning the Cy Young. He talks about Craig Kimbrell. He talks about how he hopes he's back next year. And I hope he's back next year too. And, you know, we'll see what Boris gets for Rodon, who's was not able to finish the season. But it's tough to see Rodon go after the one good – you know, the Sox stayed loyal to him for a long time. They brought him back this year. They gave him an opportunity to start. He ended up being better than – everyone, and now he's going to go make bank. He deserves to make bank. He's a great pitcher, but it'd be nice to see him with the White Sox. I would have at least extended him a qualifying offer. That way, if he declined, the team that signed him would have given the White Sox a compensatory pick, or however you say it, but it is what it is.
1: Um. Yeah, as good as Rodon was, I actually really – like it I like this move because it opens up a spot for Michael Kopech to be a starter in this rotation something that I really want to see in his career sooner rather than later and with the late season you know health concerns of Rodon it it kind of takes that off takes that you know out of my head like okay I don't have to worry about is Rodon even going to be healthy because he's gone let that be another team's worry so as great as he was, uh, it was fun to watch this season, especially some of those, you know, big games, the, especially the no-hitter sticks out. Uh, you know, he, but even, like, leading up to that Field of Dreams game, he, he just wasn't ready to go. We saw he wasn't ready to start the playoffs. His arm, he clearly wasn't 100%, I don't believe, coming into the playoffs. So uh, the health of him is just none of our worry anymore. So,
0: Michael Kopech is confirmed to make the transition to a starting role per Rick Hahn this offseason. Exactly. So, that I mean, that doesn't happen if Rodon stays. Maybe. We'll see what happens with Dallas Keuchel. I know he has one more year left on his deal, but maybe a team will trade trash contract for trash contract, like Charlie Blackman or something, I think, would help the White Sox. Um, Tony LaRussa and you can lump your boy Alex Cora in there, were both snubbed from the Manager of the Year nominations the nominees for we'll get to them later. I just want your thoughts on Larusa and Cora, your two coaches being snubbed this, this season. Um,
1: I mean, maybe there's a little bias here. I think Cora got snubbed a little more than, than Larusa. I I agree with kind of like, uh, what we talked about with Jesse Rogers last week, uh, he was he was brought into a great situation. I don't think though. I think the White Sox would have done just as good. I truthfully believe it. If you know if Larusa wasn't there, I don't necessarily. I'm going to say the same thing about the Red Sox. They were terrible last year. They bring back Alex Cora, and he makes a huge difference with relatively the same lineup, maybe even worse a worse lineup on paper. But you know, guys played for him. He manages that team well. He brought the Red Sox into the playoffs. I think the White Sox were making the playoffs this year and winning their division uh in is just as dominant fashion with or without LaRusa. So I don't know if he necessarily got snubbed, but Alex Cora for sure yes
0: okay I I have a person I would take out in favor of Cora, but we'll talk about that when we get to the all MLB portion of the show um, it's a big offseason for the White Sox um their windows wide open as we know in baseball based on the next team we're about to talk about Windows don't stay open for very long. what the Dodgers are doing is, very incredible that they've been able to win uh, – make I almost said win the division. They technically didn't win the division this year. <laughs> um, to be that good for that long is very rare. Like even the Yankees went through a spell where they sucked. They're over 500 every year. I think they're on like a 30-year streak of being over 500, which is marvelous. But like 82 and 80 doesn't mean you're great. Like they had a couple years like that. Like to be in the playoffs every year is very hard. And so the White Sox have to see Yohan Moncada's youth, Eloy Jimenez's youth, all these guys who are in their mid-20s right now that can help them win right now and go for the damn thing. Go get Marcus Semien. Try to sign Robbie Ray. If you could add an MVP candidate and a Cy Young candidate in the same offseason, you're sitting pretty.
1: Yeah, and that also takes a lot of pressure off these young guys. You just mentioned the youth of some of these guys, you know, like, the, like I don't look at Eloy or maybe necessarily even like Tim or Johan, And I don't see, I don't look at them and think like, oh, they're, they're the veterans of this team and they're not there yet. They're amazing players, but like, you know, if you can go and get some established veterans who have the playoff experience, you know, that could take a lot of pressure off those young guys who aren't the veterans yet. The veterans to me,
0: Abreu, Grandal, Lynn, I would start to – Tim Anderson is a veteran captain leader. Yeah. Lucas Giolito is starting to become that guy. He's always doing the interviews. He's always out there talking. Did you mention Grandal? Yes. Yeah. Well, Grandal's newer to the organization, but deep postseason experience more than once, World Series appearance. Like, Yasmani Grandal's been there, done that. And he plays – Obviously,
1: Lurie is a veteran in that club yeah huh? he
0: might be gone though his yeah. contract is up it is up yeah so we'll see if they bring him back they might as like I a think, bench player
1: yeah i think he's a good bench player to have you know he, he's he been with this team for he's the longest tenured player no
0: yes he is the team's longest tenured player
1: so i mean i say keep him around They obviously like having that guy in the room absolutely
0: do you like the chicago cubs
1: um, it's fun to go watch them play, yeah. You're a clone. What, what kind of answer are you looking for with that?
0: I was kind of hoping you'd be like, no, and I'd be like, me neither. But we gotta talk about them anyway.
1: I I don't hate the Cubs as much as you. How many? How much clearer can I make myself?
0: I mean, no one does. No one does. What hate them as much as you? Yeah, but like, if they're your twenty ninth favorite team, yes, I. Would.
1: I don't know if I would call them my 29th favorite team.
0: Oh yeah, who is?
1: Well, clearly the Yankees are my last.
0: I know. Last if the game. Yankees played the Cubs in the World Series.
1: Oh, uh, cubby blue. <laughs> I'll be I'll be bleeding blue. What's their do they have a saying? That I bleed blue. Uh, that,
0: do they still say that's cub or cub together? Yeah, that's a little Their last. slogans, their slogans yeah. always suck ass. <laughs> um,
1: I, I will be I'll be a cubby
0: blue if that happens. Yeah, I think, I think that would be the most mad I could possibly get at you. You're my brother. I don't get mad at you, even when I fake get mad at you. I'm never literally. I don't think I've ever been mad at you. I would be fucking mad at you. Like I mid- want
1: to hate the Jays so much. Why? I. I. But I. Can't. You hate Toronto. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. I'm not going to argue that because, like, I I see the the tor t o r when looking at the teams, and I don't like it. But then I, I think of that lineup. I think I got my guy Ryu. I love Shet, Obviously, Vlad Guerrero. Like, I want to hate that team, but then I look at the group and I love him. So I...
0: I, that's why I don't get like why that doesn't apply to the Leafs.
1: Because I hate the Leafs.
0: But the Leafs have fun. Like I hate players like I hate the too. Leafs
1: so much that they're making me want to hate the Blue
0: Jays. Well, not a lot of people realize that. Like, there's a Maple Leaf in the Blue Jays logo yeah the red pretty, part is a maple leaf that's clear as day yeah, i what mean
1: not a lot of people notice that
0: okay go go ask most of your friends describe the toronto blue jays logo to me see how many of them use the word maple leaf
1: are you kidding me it is like if you don't know that
0: there's a maple leaf in this logo i mean it They kind of just went back to the one they're using, like within the last five to six years. I want to
1: know—we're obviously not thinking of the same logo because everyone and their mom knows
0: that. (laughs) Are you? Are you getting ready to pull it up? Come on. (laughs) I I guess, yeah. You're not going to tell
1: me no one looks at that and be like, "That's there's a maple
0: leaf in the logo." Okay. I'm uh, It just seems like one of those things that might go over people's heads.
1: Dude, what about that would go over anyone's head? They need to go back to this logo. I have a hat. With no this logo. way.
0: No this, way.
1: This is one of the coolest logos in baseball.
0: No shot. They're, yeah. they're one all the way to the left. Top left of that current screen is the coolest logo the Jays mm. have ever had. I okay. love that logo. No, this logo right here is the coolest logo. I don't know i uh, i like the blue jays they're they're a fun team didn't they just go by the jays when they had this logo i think they just called themselves the, the jays but that was never their official name no interesting um the jays the rays and the a's all competing for wild card teams each and every year
1: <laughs> you know who i really don't like and this is there there is no reason I just have always thought they were a boring team, you know. I think I know who you're gonna say. It's not the Orioles.
0: Were were they a boring team, like for a long time? But now they're not, no, and you still pre- hate them. They're pretty boring now.
1: Um,
0: oh, so it's not the Padres.
1: No, no. I I used to hate the Padres, but now with the the, the I didn't like the whole brown when they switched to the brown, and in, in gold, I liked them better when they were navy and white or silver. Ew, I know, but the, the brown and gold grew on me, is what I'm saying. And the whole Fernando Tatis, like that team, did grow on me. It's still, yeah, my least fun. favorite, still my
0: least favorite, uh, NL West team. But I digress. Uh, you hate you like them le- less than the Diamondbacks and Rockies?
1: Oh, 100 percent. I like the Rockies, and I've always been a Diamondbacks guy. I literally had a, I bought a Diamondbacks hat to start this MLB season, and it didn't fit me, so I
0: had to return it. Why didn't you get a new one? I just got my money back. I don't
1: because I didn't want to rip, run the risk of it not fitting me. I literally got I my. I want
0: spot. you. I want you to have a hat for every team in the NL West by the time next season starts. I actually, and you have. Huh? I
1: actually w- was gonna go buy a Giants hat if they beat the Dodgers. I don't have a Giants yeah. hat, and I really like the Giants. I
0: really like the Dodgers. So, um, but they didn't. I only have a Giants and Dodgers hat from that division. No, are we going to talk about Are we going to talk about the NL West that much next season as we did this season? Probably more because the Padres probably will be a little better. <laughs> well, they're going to get Clevenger back. A lot of people don't even realize he he plays for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, they're going to have a bounce back here. I don't see you Darvish or Snell being as mediocre to bad as they were this year. So yeah, I agree. I, was gonna say, I, I, was I actually gonna think say. they're going to be worlds better than the Giants. No way. Oh, yeah. Not the Giants are going to take a big step back. Not They're world. all old. They're all old. You can argue
1: that the Dodgers are going to be... They could be better. And it's pretty impossible to be better than
0: 106. Yeah, no way they're better. They're going to lose Scherzer. They might lose Turner. They could lose both Turners. Um, will they, that- though? Seeger is gone. Like, they're going to take a... Kershaw is, like, always injured. They're going to go from Kershaw, Bueller. Bowler, Bauer, Scherzer to like Bueller. Arias could be their number two next season, but they could go out there and sign Robbie Ray too. So I you saw know you or, real quick
1: made. before I before I forget to ever mention it. This team was just always boring for me growing up watching baseball. We used to collect the little uh, the little baseball helmets, you know. I this team was always just boring, and that's the Texas Rangers. Just think, they're this is the boringest team.
0: <laughs> Everything about them. Jersey's and you like team. you like them less than the Cubs?
1: No, I I probably would still root for them over the Cubs. But I'm just trying to find something to say is my 29th favorite team. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is the Cubs.
0: You got nothing, kid.
1: Because I even like I want to say the Astros, but when the Astros you like are the do- Astros when the Astros are doing their thing in the regular season, just winning baseball games and cheating, cheating. The- <laughs> Just being, entertainment being, being heels. Um, the Kansas City Royals have always annoyed me, just they're boring, they're the wannabe Dodgers. I just look at them and I feel like they want to be the Dodgers with their blue fucking get up.
0: That is just a wild take. Your 29th favorite team, my favorite team, the Chicago Cubs, claimed Wade Miley from the Cincinnati Reds. Wade Miley had an outstanding. Season with the Reds, and they were just like, "Yeah, we don't want to pay this guy. We know we're using Castellanos. We know we're gonna suck. Probably, we're probably gonna come in fourth place. The Pirates won't be better than us, but eh, they might come in third place. I don't know if the Cubs are gonna be better than them, but the Dodgers or the Brewers and Cardinals certainly are going to be. And now and the, Cubs, the-, the Cubs just picked them up because what did they have? Like the third priority, or the fifth or sixth priority? Like the the bottom if the bottom teams who are trying to bottom out." Passed on him, and the Cubs were like, we'll take Wade Miley. He'll probably be our ace. Him and Kyle Hendricks might be like a 1-2 duo. That's a good pickup for the Cubs. If,
1: I mean, do you think Kyle Hendricks is going to be as good as he was last year?
0: He sucked last year, so yes. He started off good. He will be better next year. Bounce back season inbound for one Kyle Hendricks.
1: Um, I'm trying to pull up Wade Miley's stats here. Loading, I don't know what the hell's going on. Do you have a man hand say for who? Or Wade Miley,
0: no, but I could pull him up.
1: Oh, I got him finally loaded in the 2020 Why is it showing me the average? I don't have the stats, <laughs> huh? I don't, it's not showing me. Like, I'm trying to do it. I'm on Yahoo for some reason, it's just not showing me his talk seven. about
0: why Wade Miley and Kyle Hendricks might make a good duo.
1: Um. If Kyle Hendricks is better than he was toward the end of last year, I think Kyle Hendricks had a, he started off great. No, or am I just remembering falsely?
0: Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team. He kind of sucked. One of my I biggest mean, what, fantasy disappointments this season was Kyle Hendricks, who I drafted. Yeah, mine, was,
1: mine was Zach Davies. <laughs> um, Damn, but we won't, even, rotation. we won't even talk about Zach Davies. Uh, yeah, that definitely could be a one two punch, especially if uh, my guy who I really like, uh, Adbert Alzali. Mm -hmm. is continues to improve the way he has been uh it's definitely
0: uh better than what they had last year so yeah in 2021 wade miley on a bad cincinnati reds team went 12 and 7 with a 3.37 era and a 6.0 wins above replacement 6.0 that's like cy young stuff He's probably going to finish top 10 for Cy Young. And the Cubs were just like, yeah, we'll take him on waivers, pay him 10 mil. He's going to be their best pitcher next season. Yeah, I I finally got my shit to load. He, uh, he, won't, he... Start, he won't start opening day because they'll let Kyle Hendricks do that. Mm-hmm. But he will be their number two starter in the rotation and their best starter out of everyone.
1: Yeah, he only had a, a 1.33 whip. three point so three so good. 3.337 ERA. 3.37, not 337. Three point three seven ERA. And he had one of the many no hitters that we saw this year. Yep. So he absolutely
0: that's... threw a no-hitter this year. You are correct.
1: And that's a he had a complete game no hitter. Not not none of this combined no-hitter. shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, like Zach Davies was a part of.
1: Yes, and Craig Kimbrell and two no of the four players. that
0: two of the four that combined for the Cubs world or two of the four pitchers. That combined for the Cubs no hitter ended the season with the White Sox. Ryan Tapera and Craig Kimbrell. I and Andrew Tepera. Andrew Chafin was traded to the A's. So three of the four pitchers were traded in general.
1: <laughs> and Zach Davies was just dog meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for the entire year for the Cubs. Yeah. yeah, that that was tough to watch. The Cubs were actually so bad this year that they only had one player nominated for the MLB. Uh what did I call it the all MLB team
1: all MLB team and, and I'm obviously joking
0: that? being being you... a good or bad team has nothing to do with it I was honestly a little surprised that Schwindel and Wisdom weren't at least even nominated at the position it's... Schwindel I kind of get because there are so many good base first basemen in the National League but to like not even give Patrick Wisdom an outfield nod it was a little surprising to me
1: yeah and so this all MLB team is that just something like fans vote on in the off offseason yeah but it's just for fun it's not like a real award or anything
0: yeah Basically, the Cubs only guy who you can vote for is Wilson Contreras. Not too much of a surprise. He is one of the premier catchers in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah. Um, trying to think some National League catchers. Uh, he could very well win this thing.
0: AT Real Muto is probably. I think Wilson Contreras is the third best catcher in baseball. And. One of the other two also plays in Chicago, which is kind of weird. When was the last time the Cubs and the White Sox each had a player who was top three at their position? Maybe.
1: Uh, I mean, top three at first their... base, like two I years ago? I was just going to say Abreu and, and, Abreu uh, and Rizzo. Rizzo so. uh,
0: Bryant stopped playing third base by the time Moncada was really, really good. Baez fell off a cliff before Anderson rose to power. And when Baez was at the height of his powers, Anderson was still committing a billionaires a season. Didn't they have um, John
1: Lester and at the same time? The White Sox had Chris Sale, John Lester. I know he was like,
0: oh, that's really good, actually. No, Jake Arrieta.
1: Jake Arrieta was when okay. Jake
0: Arrieta was winning Cy Youngs. Chris Sale was striking out three hundred a season. Yeah, I, has a pitcher struck out three hundred a season since Chris Sale? Like White Sox, I don't know. Chris Sale. I'd have to, I'd White have to Sox, work. people people have no idea what the era that was wasted with Chris Sale. Chris Sale is the most talented pitcher the White Sox have ever had. And they were just like, yeah, we're going to win 75 games. I, 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 that, that's the answer. That to me is the answer. Because Abreu and Rizzo were both always really good. I don't know if they were ever both top three first baseman at the same time. There was a stretch where Rizzo was better. Now Abreu's better. Like I don't think they were ever both top three when you got guys like Goldschmidt, you know, leading the way probably for the last 10 years. Um, Matt Olson is in consideration. But I I think the last time the Cubs and the White Sox each had a top three player at their position was definitely Chris Sale and Jake Arrieta. And they were probably two and three because Kershaw was the best in the league at that time.
1: Yeah, the last time uh, there was a 300-pitch strikeout season... Or 300 strikeout season in the MLB was 2019. Garrett Cole had 2000, or 326 with the Astros.
0: Wow. I didn't but, realize he threw that many that season.
1: But then before that, it was Chris Sale. Didn't Chris Sale do it twice with the
0: White Sox? I want to oh, say I'm he sorry. did it twice with the White Sox. Oh, no,
1: no, no, that's 290. Damn, Verlander with the
0: Astros had 290, just 10 shy. They were both nominated. That's the year they were both nominated for Cy Young. But the year before that, Justin Verlander didn't win the Cy Young. And Kate Upton tweeted something like, I thought I was the only one who's allowed to F word Justin Verlander. <laughs> and then the year after she kept her mouth shut because she didn't want to say it when it was one of his teammates.
1: <laughs> no, the, the before that, Garrett Cole, it was Chris Sale in 2017. Okay the Boston Red Sox.
0: Yeah. Then he remember the year we went and they like started Chris Sale started 9 and 0 and he threw like he, a 12 strikeout game.
1: He never had 300 strikeouts with the White Sox. But yeah, did he get
0: like in the high 200s?
1: Uh maybe Kershaw in 2015 with the Dodgers and Max Scherzer had exactly 300 in
0: 2018. Wow. I remember Chris Sale, his last year with the White Sox, I want to say, it was either his last year with the White Sox or second to last year. He broke the franchise record for strikeouts in a season by a lefty, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. You're thinking of 2015, Chris Sale had 274 strikeouts.
0: That might be the year where he broke the team's record for, man. it, It feels like yesterday that Sale was on the White Sox. It's been a long time
1: oh yeah like i gotta let
0: chris sale go i still think about those days right remember when i used to make the snapchats ( oranges) sale uh, (laughs) friends probably still hate me for that it's been fucking five years since he's been traded
1: i just sent you a picture of my k for sale sign
0: yeah oh yeah i still have mine too yeah it's actually like right in this closet you know what's funny we sat in that section like five times this year i'm pretty sure that's joe mandel's section I thought it was up top a little more. It was mm-hmm. the top upper. Mm. The K for sale sign was one hundred. I want to say it was one fifty four or one fifty five.
1: We never sat there. We just went and grabbed signs. Remember? Yeah, that? we
0: never <laughs> sat in the K. For, <laughs> it's it's a good section view wise though. So it's yeah. a little surprising. I, I honestly think they have it there because it's like by the bullpen. But yeah, Wilson Contreras all MLB team nomination. The Cubs are in on a big free agent shortstop. They're going to sign one of these guys. I don't think they're going to be very good next year, but I think they're going to be pretty good the year after, talking about the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Um, 2022 is going to be one of those years where you start to see improvement from certain people. I do believe – remember when the Padres signed Fernando Tatis Jr.? Or not Fernando Tatis Jr., when they signed Manny Machado a year Mm -hmm. before they were ready to compete? I think the Cubs are about to do that with one of the big free agent shortstops. They're going to tell one of the big free agent shortstops, okay, we're going to give you 200 mil. We're gonna suck next year. You go get your three hundred batting average. You hit your thirty home runs, ninety to hundred RBIs. You do that, we're gonna win eighty games, or maybe less. But the year after, we'll be back.
1: Do you really think that? Do you really think that they'll they'll be able to get back to that? Yeah. in Two years.
0: If they sign one of these big free agent shortstops, yes. I do.
1: That'd be that would be a quick turnaround. I'll admit it.
0: I I think. I think they have the assets, the money, and the brand to get this thing done in three years. One's already over. So you might suck next year. You might suck the year after that. By 2024, they're good again. I do believe that. Now we just got to hope. The Cubs kind of screwed us out of both teams being in first place at the same time for more than one year. Now it's up to the White Sox to not do that again. To not fall off. Yes, which, If this city wants two good teams again. The White Sox need to maintain it.
1: Which, if it falls off that quickly, I would say if it fall if it, if the White Sox you know fall off within the next four years, I would say that fell off way quicker than it should have.
0: Yes, well, like the Cubs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this city would be biblical if both teams were like legitimate World Series contenders. <laughs>
1: It on a, like You just go to a Crosstown game and, and it's insane. Imagine a seven-game World Series.
0: I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I do believe they will sign one of these big free agent shortstops. I think it will be one of either Seager or Correa. Correa I, don't see, would, I don't see Baez returning. I don't Correa see Semien going, going there.
1: Do you see the, the offer that the Astros made Correa?
0: Well, it was the qualifying offer. Yeah. That's like a preset number based on the collective. Oh, it is? Yeah. Um, Of course he turned it down. Well, yeah. (laughs) What were you going to say about Correa going to the Cubs?
1: That would be hilarious. Why? Because people already hate him. And so like seeing Sox fans like have reason to hate him would just be hilarious.
0: (laughs) Would he be my favorite player in all of it or at least favorite player in all of baseball?
1: Yeah. I kind of
0: want it to happen. Who else would it be? Uh, My least favorite player in baseball right now? Ooh. Mine was Manny Machado. I love Manny Machado. Mine was
1: Manny Machado before he played on the Dodgers. That made me like him.
0: My least favorite player in baseball is Josh Donaldson.
1: Oh, that's the, yeah. They're... I
0: hate that motherfucker. Yeah,
1: that guys. Pretty... I
0: would have him on this show right now and I would let him know how I feel. I'd be respectful, but I'll be like, dude, you're a asshole. Do you see what he was tweeting the other night? No. Ripping on the Bears. <laughs> Chicago, the city of Chicago has a mansion the size of Justin Bieber's house in this dude's head. He just hates everything about Chicago and I hate him. And I'd and love he's... to have him on and tell him that credit. I also don't like Wilson Contreras, but I dislike Wilson Contreras for a different reason than I dislike Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson is just a straight up asshole. I would hate him if he wasn't a baseball player. If he was at the bar, I wouldn't want to sit next to him. Wilson Contreras is one of those guys that you hate because you respect him so much. He's obsessed with winning. He will step on anyone's throat in order to win and he'll defend his teammates right, wrong or indifferent. And so when he's one of those guys where when he's on your team, you love him. I know. When he's know. on a team you hate, you hate him. So Wilson Contreras, me saying that I hate him is the ultimate compliment. The way I hate Josh Donaldson is not a compliment. I literally don't like him as a human being. I think he's a douche. But Wilson Contreras is not a douche. He's probably fun to hang around. I loved seeing him go to the World Series and wear his brother's Braves jersey because his brother Mm -hmm. plays for the uh, Mm -hmm. Braves. Like This dude just loves winning. He loves his teammates. He loves his family. So when I say I hate him, I don't mean it in a malicious way. I mean it in a baseball way. And that has applied to every Cub I've ever hated. The only Cub I actually hated was Michael Barrett.
1: It's similar now, to the way I hate... Ever
0: actually hated his guts.
1: It's similar to the way I say I hate Mike Stanton.
0: Yes, you don't Stanton, hate him. Though. You kind of like Mike Stanton now. No, how I can't you stand you, him. How could you hate your dad?
1: I, I can't stand Mike Stanton. Who do you he hate more, up, him or Austin comes up, to bat, comes up to bat with his angry eyebrows every time, and then he just hits one over Pluto. <laughs> or strikes out. Dude will go one for five with a home run in my brain. And Mike have...
0: Stanton is proof that batting average is an asshole stat, though. I will say that.
1: Yeah, I'd still rather have a guy get three doubles
0: yeah. As opposed to two home runs? Opposed to one home run? That's not that's not how it works. Yeah, Isn't you probably would run? rather the guy who has three doubles as opposed to one home run. But that improves his OPS just the same. That's why OPS is my favorite stat. My favorite stat in all of baseball. Um so yeah, If the Cubs got Correa, that'd be really funny. If I were them, like, if I were them and rooting for their best interest, I would go for Seager. He's just a Cub. He screams Cub to me. Who was it we thought
1: was going to go to the Cubs? Nolan Arenado.
0: Nah, I never thought they were going to get Arenado. I did. I thought the White Sox had a better chance of getting Arenado because the White Sox had better assets to trade away and they were more willing to take on money. They didn't have an owner crying poor like the Cubs did, even though John yeah, is like
1: a billionaire. I think a, a reason why they should have
0: got Arenado is because then he wouldn't be on um, the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by keeping him away from the Cardinals, it would have been a win for them. Exactly.
1: And he, exactly. he's a better
0: defensive third baseman, and he's a better hitter than Chris Bryant, but Chris Bryant's so versatile. Mm-hmm.
1: You got to think Arenado, about that. Shit.
0: Arenado's mm-hmm. the best defensive third baseman in baseball. So, if he went to the Cubs, that would be a major upgrade in every way.
1: Um, and a major takeaway from the team that's probably going to finish higher than them in the standings for the next yeah. two years.
0: <laughs> I thought they were going to get Harper. Him and Bryant went to college together. They're friends. They grew up in the Nevada, Las Vegas area together. they're yeah,
1: both from Vegas.
0: Um, they have the same agent, Scott Boris. Bryce Harper's dog's name is Wrigley. I believe his wife is from Chicago, Bryce Harper, I want to say. I could be wrong.
1: But, I mean, I remember seeing pictures of, of Bryce Harper in Chicago White Sox stuff. Like, everyone wanted him to come to the White Sox. They too.
0: they had him in town. Yeah. The White Sox had Bryce Harper in town for a meeting at the United Center.
1: I remember that. They had to, like, you welcome remember, Bryce going across. You remember the... seeing
0: the welcome Bryce sign at the United Center where the Blackhawks and Bulls play? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, that was a thing. Both Chicago teams went after Bryce Harper. I can't confirm that from people I trust. That would um, be sick. I thought they were going to get him. What, if they had Harper? Mm-hmm. Well, because he plays right field, and that's still a position to this day that's missing. Harper would have been a better fit than Machado, who they actually were closer to getting. Um, Jason Hayward stopped the Cubs from going after him. You're paying okay. that guy 180 mil, and he plays mm-hmm. right field. And you're going to sign Bryce Harper to 300 mil. I believe Bryce makes 320 over 10 years. Who is also nominated for MVP, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, Would you go in on a big free agent shortstop? I'm going to tell you why I would really quick. Yes, I think they're going to stink next year. Yes, I think they're they're not going to stink the year after, but they're also not going to be great. The year after, I think they have a chance to be really good. And so I think signing a big free agent shortstop helps them for two reasons in that scenario. One, you have a good player signed long-term for when you are ready to compete two and a half, three years from now. Two, how are you going to market your team next season? With your catcher who only plays two out of three games? Or, and he's also on an expiring contract, so you might trade him at any point in time. What about Nick Madrigal? You putting his face on your tickets? Nico Horner? You can't stay healthy. You putting him on your tickets? No. The Cubs need someone to help sell the marquee network, to help put up billboards around Wrigley Field. You see, they set up a rink right outside Wrigley Field.
1: Yeah, what's that for?
0: I don't know. I'll, we're going to get to something else in a minute here, but I, I have a feeling it has something to do with that. Um, so, you know, you got to market the team somehow. You got to get people interested. You got to. There's got to be something that Cubs fans want to watch. The people who actually go there to watch baseball, there's got to be a player there like a good 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 player and I think Seager is perfect for the Cubs and I hope they sign him for my beloved dear cub fan friends sake.
1: Yeah, I, I pulled up a quick list of the uh the top 5 you know potential free agents uh shortstop free agents this upcoming offseason. We already mentioned um Carlos Correa. We mentioned Corey Seager who you you believe that they'll be that's who you want them to be in on, right?
0: If I were a Cubs fan, I would want Seager.
1: Yeah. I'm probably gonna agree with that. You know, he's twenty eight years old. I think he's the youngest out of all these guys. Or no, Correa's twenty seven, but um
0: Correa's better probably, but he's more expensive.
1: Um, yeah. I don't I don't think the gap is that big. No, um, it's not. Another guy who I think would kind of fit in with this team is Trevor Story. Yep. Uh, I don't think they have a chance to get Javi Baez back.
0: I wouldn't want him out of, out of this list. Yeah. and He's uh, going to be the worst one on this list, I bet. Still and, good.
1: And the oldest guy on this list from the uh, Phillies, Freddie Galvis.
0: Yeah. I mean. I don't
1: know. He's 32 years old. I definitely think you'd be going in the wrong direction. If I just him was like
0: going to say that that would be the Cubs going backwards in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just let Rizzo go for being the same age.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So... I, yeah, I would, Galvis would be last. I'd rather Baez than Galvis. Mm -hmm. But in order for the Cubs, I would go Seager, Correa, Story, Baez, Galvis. I don't think they're in the market for Semyon. You didn't even say Semyon. But Semyon is probably like shortstop second base duo.
1: Yeah, he might be listed as uh, a second baseman.
0: Maybe, but he's a shortstop by trade. And the Blue Jays just flipped him to second because of Bo Bichette. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the White Sox are a perfect fit. Because, like, you played there last year. This is what's going to be the case. So, do you think, though, in the end the Cubs are going to? Um. Or do you think yeah. they stay quiet for a year?
1: No, I think they're going to try to be a little more competitive next year. You know, they got the Field of Dreams game. They They don't want – no team wants to be bad. So, I don't know. I actually think they're going to do whatever they can. Uh, and I think, you know, them claiming Wade Miley is, a, is an indication that, you know, they're going to try to do whatever they can to be better than they were last year and maybe compete with the Cardinals or the Brewers. Maybe. So.
0: Next Saturday, not this upcoming one, the 20th. Northwestern is going to play Purdue at Wrigley Field. The stadium is already being, or the field is already basically finished at Wrigley. Wrigley Field, a lot of people don't even realize, used to be home for the Chicago Bears. Football has been played on those grounds many, many times. And I think it's pretty cool that Northwestern is going to play Purdue there. I'm certainly going to be tuned into that game. And I, you, we brought up the rink. I do think that has something to do with it. It's just another winter-like attraction around Wrigley Field, while they try to lure people into this Northwestern home game against Purdue.
1: Yeah, is that ice? Is it an ice rink, or is it like a pretty, roller? Yeah,
0: rink? no, it's ice. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty cool. Is it public? Uh, I believe so. Huh. We should look into that. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that probably would be pretty fun. Um, seeing college football played on. Wrigley Field's turf is going to be awesome. I remember when they had at Guaranteed Rate Field, and IU played Toledo, and it was really? the first ever. I was there. It was the first ever event with it with the name Guaranteed Rate Field.
1: You saw a football game at Guaranteed Rate. Yeah.
0: I you know. want to see a picture? Sure. I'll show you a picture.
1: You Just can put this. Text it to me, and I'll put it on here.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to. I, I'm. It was honestly one of the single funnest things I've ever done because for those who know me know how much I love uh, the Chicago White Sox. They mean about as much to me as any sports team ever. And I also love my NIU football. I've had season tickets for about 10 years now. And, you know, I haven't missed too many home games. I was just there last night for some action. We talked about that. They won. And we just actually passed the five year anniversary of this game at Guaranteed Rate Field, where the Northern Illinois Huskies played Toledo. Joey's loading the video up to the picture right now. So those who are watching can see on the audio version.
1: Did you say I'm loading up the picture or the video to the picture?
0: Maybe I'll. It on Twitter so people who are listening can see it's definitely one of the cooler things I've ever seen at Guaranteed Rate Field. I mean, during that time, the White Sox stunk, so like, of course, being at Guaranteed Rate Field in the cold was something I wasn't used to. So, yeah, there's Mm -hmm. Guaranteed Rate Field. Um, those were not our seats, though. We sat right behind the road team's dugout, so we saw the field like a typical gridiron like you would see it on television but i we were walking around the concourse and that's just a sick picture like you can see how it's clearly guaranteed rate field you're looking at it from yeah the visitor bullpen right now
1: this is the home plate yes behind home plate right here
0: damn that's actually
1: really cool and that's what wrigley's gonna look like
0: yep you were invited i remember you saying no
1: but five year old
0: five year old Joey didn't give a shit about baseball or college football at that point. Five in time. year old, five years ago old.
1: Oh, I was gonna say you were seven when you went to that game.
0: <laughs> no, I was probably like twenty one.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, five years ago. Is that how, how much it was
0: like, yeah. exactly? Mm-hmm. Like five oh. years ago, the anniversary was like three days ago. That's how I was able to pull up that picture so fast because it like just popped up.
1: So five years ago, what year are we? That was two thousand.
0: It was two thousand sixteen. The Cubs were the World Series champions. The yeah, White the Sox were the White Sox were about to trade Chris Sale for Johan Moncada and Michael Kopeck one month later.
1: The Bruins were those were that was one of the years the Bruins didn't make the playoffs, so I was probably crispy.
0: <laughs> it was November.
1: Was, they probably started off bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember that one year the Bruins missed the playoffs. They got off to like a really bad start. They lost to Colorado on opening day, and you were pissed.
1: They lo- They they missed the playoffs, fifteen and sixteen,
0: by one point both times. Yeah. And they got McAvoy, and DeBrusque out of it. DeBrusque, yeah. So on to the MLB. I reached out to our friend Robert Murray, and he didn't respond to me. So I got jack shit for you on that <laughs> front. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was actually really funny. <laughs> it's like saying I uh yeah, I sent Sidney Crosby a message. He's gonna come on our show. He didn't reply, but
0: <laughs> um hopefully Bert can get back to me soon because I want White Sox and Cubs nuggets. Come on, Robert. I I pump your gas, like fucking throw me a little nugget. Oh, come on, come on, Bob. Nobody calls him Bob. It's all Bert or Robert in our MLB group chat on Slack. Next time
1: I talk to him, if I ever talk to him again, I'm just gonna start off. Bob, how you doing, Bob?
0: You're gonna call him you're gonna talk to him again. That I do say, believe.
1: I'm gonna call him Bob. I'm gonna start something.
0: The American League MVP race is between Shohei Otani, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Marcus Semyon. We are each gonna make our picks on who we think is going to no, win I out gotta of all predict. Of these awards. You're gonna predict. predict. We talked about it earlier, well, because of Semien. But now we're in like the discussion of the trio portion of the show. Who do you think is going to win the American League MVP? Shohei Otani. Okay, Joey thinks Shohei Otani, so I'm circling it in green. And Vinny thinks Shohei Otani, so I'm circling it in red. Let I think
1: just... I don't know what I think. Um, I want if I could choose, I'd pick Vlad Guerrero. Sad. Why? Because I like Vlad Guerrero. I think he's he single-handedly almost brought the Jays into a playoff spot.
0: Okay. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. They had Marcus Semien. I'll read off Marcus Semien's stats again. Okay, Marcus I, Semien had a You don't 7. think if you 3 remove war. 43 home runs from that lineup
1: and all the other amazing things that Vlad How did? How many
0: home runs did Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit?
1: I want to say 43.
0: Okay. Well, Semien hit 45.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: He had 102 RBIs, 115 runs scored, and an 873 OPS. Oh, how about Bo Bichette? How about George Springer? How about the Cy Young Award potential winner, Robbie Ray? How about trading for Barrios? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was on a stacked Toronto. 48
1: winner. home runs.
0: Okay. He had three more than Semyon. He he was awesome.
1: He's the best player on the Jays. Don't, don't try the, to tell he me is the one. best player on okay. the Jays. He is the most valuable player to that team.
0: But his teammate was also nominated.
1: That doesn't mean you can't still win it.
0: No, it doesn't. But economy, you can't even tell-
1: never win the MVP. When, if you Leon is-
0: I didn't say they can't be nominated or win. I'm saying that you can't claim that he single-handedly brought them to the playoffs because he quite literally also had a teammate nominated for MVP. Okay,
1: if either one of those guys were not Part of that, or we got taken out of that lineup. They probably wouldn't be as good. Sure, but I think Vlad Guerrero, more so, would affect the team more.
0: Okay, but he didn't single handedly take them to the. Okay, not single handedly,
1: but if you remove his single hand, the team doesn't do as good. I never said thing. if we...
0: I I believe that about Semyon too. Okay, that's fine.
1: I think I think Otani's going to win it hands down though, because not only did he. You know what's funny? Him... We're
0: arguing even though we agree.
1: Yeah, We're I'm stupid. not. <laughs> I'm I'm not we're, saying we're just
0: stupid, we're just stupid, dumb idiots. This is why men don't live as long as women, because like we're arguing over a green.
1: Yeah. Otani's gonna win. This dude fucking not only did just as good as those guys batting, he fucking was the best pitcher. So <laughs> it's it's, it's fucking
0: absurd when you say it though. I get what you're saying though. Otani's the boring pick because he won it's the boring. MVP. He won was it?
1: As good as Sem- I don't think he was even as good. He he was just under probably as like Vlad Guerrero, maybe even Simeon. Um, but he fucking pitches. He's he's doing he's yeah, doing another yeah, guy's job too. Yeah, like
0: the same ERA as Wade Miley, who we like just got done praising.
1: Yeah, he's literally doing two people's jobs, both fucking rather good, better than average.
0: One of them elite. I saw a question on Twitter: Should he get paid five hundred million dollars? For 10 years, 250 million for pitching, 250 million for hitting. I mean, it's
1: hard to argue against that. Like if you were working, let's say you were working in a restaurant and your job was to cook the food. All right. Someone else's job is to do the dishes. Aren't you going to be pissed if you have to cook the food and do the dishes, but you're not going to get a pay raise? Yes. It's the same fucking thing. He's pitching. <laughs> he's pitching. He and he's very good with-
0: at both. I would say he's a very good pitcher. He's an, he's an elite hitter. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yes, I he's agree a that. he's a top ten Cy Young guy. He's a top five hitter.
1: I would say I would say he's an you know how if you tier things you got your S tier is like he's probably yeah. he's probably approaching that S tier of hitting. But I he was yep. he's like I would say he's a lower A tier pitcher. There's a yes. lot of better pitchers than him.
0: Top ten pitcher, top three hitter. Yeah, that's fair. I I do think nah, that's fair.
1: Maybe not even top ten. I every team a lot of teams have like a one guy who's better than him
0: bryce harper juan soto fernando tatis jr for the national league mvp who you got
1: i mean we can't spend as much
0: time arguing so i'm just gonna go ahead and give my pick we can argue i'll talk to you about this shit till four in the afternoon i don't have devil's pregame live until five i'm so. gonna go up
1: See, I don't have these guys' stats right in front of me, and it's going to take too long if I pull up every guy's stats. I'm just going to have to go based off of how I knew they were doing, especially toward the end of the year. And with that being said, Bryce Harper was on a tear. He is the Phillies. Going Bryce
0: Harper. We agree, my friend. Damn, I want to vote for Juan sure Soto. For sure you
1: were going to say Juan Soto. I
0: want to go with Juan Soto. I, I, I hope Juan that. Soto wins it. <laughs> I kind of do too. But Bryce Harper did almost single-handedly carry the, I mean, JT Real Muto's the best catcher in baseball. He He's the second best player on the Phillies. But Bryce Harper quite literally almost did single-handedly. That would be my definition of single-handedly. So, Bryce Harper, he's the guy for me. Um, That's it. And the American League Cy Young Award, Robbie Ray, Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn. Who you got? Why do I have to go first every time? Because I'm the host of the show and I talk and you respond to what I say. I'm going to go with... I'm not the host of the show. We're both hosts of the show, but I lead the conversation. I don't even want to lead the conversation. You want to lead the conversation? I'll lead the conversation. I'm going to go with Garakul. All right. We have our first disagreement. Our first disagreement comes because Joey picks Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. For Pete's and pick, sake. Yeah, Joey picks Mr. P- for Pete's sake himself, Kermit the Frog, Garrett Cole. And I pick Robbie Ray, Mr. tight pants grunting himself, Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays, who is another reason you can't claim that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. single handedly almost led them to the playoffs. In the National League, this is where things get a little dicey. No, not really. It's Corbin Burns. Max Scherzer or Blake Wheeler?
1: Max Scherzer.
0: We agree once again.
1: Been saying it for a
0: while. Didn't you say Walker Buehler? I thought Walker Buehler did have a chance. He wasn't nominated. You didn't think he had a chance?
1: Not over Scherzer, and if you're going to pick one guy from the team, it's going to be Scherzer.
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly the MLB doesn't subscribe to that same team crap, though, because of the AL MVP. A Rosarena Franco Garcia for American League Rookie of the Year.
1: Two rays, go. two yeah. rays. I'm gonna go. Uh, if I was, if I were to take playoffs in the consideration, probably go with a Rosarena. But I'm going yeah. Franco.
0: Ooh, Joey's going Franco. That's interesting. Very interesting. Well that's because you're a Boston Red Sox fan and he might win the MVP just on numbers against the Red Sox alone. (laughs) He dominated when he played, like he's going to be a thorn up your ass for the next 10 years. You might hate his guts by the next time, by the next time we are doing these type of awards conversations, you might hate his guts. You might like him now.
1: Can he have a grand slam?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. And his first career home run. Yep. I'm going with Garcia. He is my pick. Now, between Carlson, India, and Rodgers for the National League uh, Rookie of the Year. See, now these guys, I want to look up stats. Okay, I'll I'll give mine. I'll go first on this one. I think Jonathan India is absolutely going to be the nominee for or the winner of National League Rookie of the Year. I thought Patrick Wisdom was going to at least be nominated, but maybe they don't like the 30 year old thing. I don't know what the voting criteria was here. Um I'm picking Jonathan India out of these three nominees. I would have voted for Patrick Wisdom. I don't care that he's 30. He broke Chris Bryant's rookie home run record. But out of these three, taking Jonathan India,
1: it's uh I I probably would have voted for Pat Wisdom too. I love Pat Wisdom. Uh he set the rookie home run record for that team. Um
0: but I'm going to agree with you. Taking Jonathan India? Yeah. All right. Interesting. Manager of the year. Now, this is where things get interesting for me. Because we both, we talked about Tony La Russa and Alex Cora. The nominees were Dusty Baker of the Houston Astros, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and why can't I remember Servius' first name? of the seattle mariners he's the clear winner for me really yes
1: i'm going baker explain i just obviously there's a there was a lot going on with that astros team and he got that team focused uh through i guess you can call it adversity even though it's much deserved adversity (laughs) um First time with that team playing in front of friends. they they heard it every single ballpark. That's not easy, and I think Dusty Baker got that team exactly where he wanted them to.
0: You know that's that's a fair conversation. I, I don't disagree with you one bit. I would have replaced either Cora or Larusa with Cash because the Tampa Bay Rays like like they were they were just good, like they're so good. And your argument against Larusa earlier in the show is kind of my argument against the Rays. Against the Rays, yeah, because like, who's not taking the Rays to the postseason, right? Yeah, I
1: get, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, um,
0: I don't know. And the Mariners were supposed to be trash. What? They were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league, and they missed the playoffs by one game.
1: But the Rays. Had way more young guys. Like, look, they have two rookies up for Rookie of the Year. Like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta tip your cap to the manager on that.
0: And they lost Glass now mm-hmm. to Tommy John, and they lost, um, not I almost said Wade Miley. Uh, who's the other? Charlie Morton. They lost him for an extended period of time. Or and am I not thinking? I'm saying the wrong Charlie name. It's not Charlie Morton.
1: Charlie Morton was on the Braves.
0: No, yeah, I know the other, uh the Rays pitcher who also was hurt for a while his name's escaping me while we do the show, you know, like when you're doing things live, the yeah. names escape you. There's nothing you can do. They about had, it.
1: they had three rookies going into the playoffs and on their starting bump.
0: Yeah. They, they to raise pitchers. I don't know. Right? I to, uh, I'm
1: drawing a blank on their names. Like three of them were rookies. Uh, a Yaz or some. Yeah. Short name? I don't hear
0: you Oh, Shane Boz. Boz. There you go. Uh,
1: yeah. they think about it. They lost, um, they just lost Snell. Yeah, like they, that's huge. They, they they had a lot going into the season, a lot of unknowns, and I think he deserves every right, if not win it, to be up there. I completely disagree. It's a complete different argument than the Louvre thing.
0: That's fair. I have no I have no like argument on that. I mean I mean I do I think Alex Cora deserved it more than him. For the same reason I'm talking about um serve as the winner. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, the fact that the Mariners were supposed to be so bad, and they almost made the playoffs, they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. And they were over 500 for the first time since 2003.
1: And they almost made the playoffs. Like, it literally came down to the the weekend.
0: (laughs) The the Red Sox and okay, so if the Red Sox aren't in and the Mariners are instead, like could they go to the ALCS? Could they have upset the rays? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the times manager <laughs> of the year is subjective because it goes to one of two people. It goes to the team who is either just so good and so dominant that everyone's like, Whoa.
1: That's my NL pick.
0: <laughs> Me too. And or it goes to the team like, Hey, we thought you were gonna suck and you're actually pretty good, so have manager of the year. That's why I'm voting for Surveys.
1: And that's kind of why I'm voting. We'll transition that right into the NL manager of the year. I'm voting Kapler.
0: We agree. The San Francisco so, Giants were supposed to be trash. They were not trash. Instead, they were the best team in the league. Yeah, I think Even the,
1: even a team that's going into the... Like, let's say you have a team. Name a good team that going into next year, they're going to make the playoffs. Name a team. The White Sox. Okay, the White Sox. Even if you know you're going to be good, you are not banking on winning 107 baseball games. Hell and the no. Gi- I'll
0: be shocked yeah. if the White Sox win 100 games. I'll be exactly. shocked if any team wins 100 games. Ex- exactly. Like the, Ravens, the All-Star break, I think I said on this show that there weren't going to be a single 100-win team. There ended up being three. Exactly. So Vinny was wrong. Um, And the fact that the Giants went into that year
1: not necessarily knowing if they were going to be one of the great teams of the, of the season and they ended up being 107 wins. So that right, right alone there is coaching. Uh,
0: I think that's a clear manager of
1: the year winner right there.
0: Both of our reasons for picking the, both of my typical reasons for picking a manager of the year, apply to like,
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the
0: team that was just so good. Like when Barry Trotz won it, when the Capitals won the president's trophy, we knew the Capitals were going to be good, but they were just so good that they gave it to him. But like those years where didn't Gallant? He won it with the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, hey, we thought you were gonna suck, but you're actually really good. Here's the manager of the year. The same yeah. thing applies to surveys, but both apply to Kapler. Yeah. So that wraps up our conversation on all the awards. Almost of... all agreement.
1: We yeah, disagree. we only disagreed we on like disagree two. on
0: three. We disagree on three. AL Manager of the Year. AL Rookie of the Year, and AL Cy Young. We agree on everything National League. We're both big National League guys.
1: Yeah. Um. One thing I want to say, you know, we just talked about the Giants. Last week we talked about Buster Posey. Um. And we talked about, you know, him, his retirement. You mentioned if he was a Hall of Famer. I think he 100% should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, and I have this stat here that he caught 1,900 Or 1,093 games in his career, and in those 1,093 games, he only allowed 27
0: pass balls. (laughs) That's banana land. That is a
1: mind boggling stat for Buster Posey.
0: I think Zach Collins had more than that this season as a backup. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. Shout out Buster Posey. We're big Buster Posey fans. We... We talked about him a fair amount on this podcast with all of our NL West conversation. Mm-hmm. Are there any other fun MLB stories that you'd like to share with the class? Um, none really. I mean, it's, it's been
1: relatively quiet and just, you know, the MLB doing getting the fans voting with this whole MLB thing. Uh, a lot of off season discussion, but I mean, it's been relatively quiet. Only what two weeks removed from the world series. Which yep. speaking of the World Series, uh do you see all that stuff about number forty four with the World Series?
0: Isn't that Henry Aaron's number?
1: Yeah, do you see like all the stuff like, if you if if you don't know off that I'll I'll just tell you. Um it's actually another mind boggling and quite eerie thing of
0: I think I did see this actually. You Go probably ahead.
1: did. It's weird. So obviously you, you just mentioned Hank Aaron was number forty four. Okay. When Ronald Acuna got hurt, the Braves' record was 44 and 44. All right, that, what are the odds, right? Oh, it gets worse. They won 44 games before the All Star break. After the All Star break, they won another 44 games. They won the World Series in the 44th week of the year. They played the whole season with 44 displayed on the center field grass. Obviously, Hank Aaron was number 44. They ended up being World Series champs. That's a little bizarre. A lot of
0: 44 is going on there. And they won four games in the World Series. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's funny. I actually really like that stat. That is some eerie stuff. How can you not be romantic about baseball?
1: Exactly.
0: We've all yeah. seen Moneyball. How can you Moneyball not be has motivated? nothing
1: to do with that stat. That's more angels in the outfield.
0: <laughs> well, both. Yeah. So, um, one storyline I wanted to share and I want your opinion on it. Scott Boris. We talked about Scott Boris. We talked about Scott Boris many more than any individual player on this show today. He believes that the Braves winning the world series this year was a major horrible thing for the MLB because they won as a result of other teams tanking. Because they were able to rebuild their outfield at the trade deadline from four separate teams that were purposely tanking. Your thoughts. I mean, doesn't every team
1: acquire team other players at the deadline? Yeah, from but the the
0: the, the freaking Braves did get four players who like made major impacts for them. Yeah, not yeah. not many teams do that. Okay. That, that's just great work from the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, because like if the White Sox would have won the World Series, would Scott Boris have claimed the same thing? Yeah, taking advantage that Sox took advantage of the Cubs and Indians who were both tanking.
1: Or if another team, you know, was trying was in on those guys and could have offered better or the same or better assets, then they would have got those
0: guys. It's it's a fair, fair thing, fair game. That's the stupidest thing I've ever read heard. Couldn't agree more. Scott Boris is a clown. Um, and I also my other fun MLB story. The uh, general manager meetings are going on right now. Friend of the program, Robert Murray, fan sided co-worker, is there. Um, I reached out to him, got nothing. You yeah, already he made that muffin. joke. It's not, it's not no, you're still laughing. You I'm always laughing talk that about you you always talk about how I'm not funny, yet you you laugh at everything I say. I'm laughing at the fact that you thought it would be a good idea to just
1: say the same thing again.
0: But I but I was actually not saying it to be funny either time.
1: The first time was funny.
0: Okay, well, I wasn't saying it to be funny either time. That's an actual event in life that happened. I'm kind of pissed. He better give me some White Sox and Cubs nuggets. I want to know who each team is signing. I want to know who each team is trading. I got work to do. I sent, so, um keep an eye on that. I think the Sox are going to do something huge, I hope.
1: I sent a message to Connor McDavid today. I'm still waiting on a reply. He's getting ready for the game against the Bruins.
0: Yeah, we'll, best, we'll see what kind of baseball best. people were able to get during the offseason. I want Chuck, but we'll see what happens.
1: You know who's very active on Instagram and social media and they just look like they love life? And I wonder so... if you're
0: thinking of the same person I am. It's a ahead. player. Is it a player who made their MLB debut this season? No. Okay,
1: who? He's on the White Sox. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, given the right, you know, if, if you can get him to see the message – and you get him on the right day in the right hour, Liam Hendricks just seems like the nicest guy who's very active on a lot of stuff. He goes on a lot of shows. He loves talking with people. He loves
0: interacting with fans. It's worth a shot. I'm not above anyone. I'll interview any person you want me to interview, whether it be any player, any agent, yeah. the president I, of the United States, the former president of the United States. I'll interview anyone. I'm above no one.
1: Yeah, and if, if all you got to do is go to his Instagram and watch some of his Instagram stories and see that he is the most normal guy, as they all are. And uh, he just seems like a real fun guy.
0: I would love to. Have, Liam Hendricks would be at the top of the list of. I'm obviously joking. Stars. I wouldn't interview anyone. I don't want anyone on this show. I want baseball people on this show. I would love to have Liam Hendricks on this show, probably more than any human being on Earth. Yeah, just because he might not be your favorite player, but he's one of your favorite personalities always. And as Gonzo points out, we should have a commercial break for Joey Does Desserts. If you live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, you want to head over to Joey Does Desserts on Facebook and try the most delightful, scrumptious, outstanding cheesecake that you could possibly lay your taste buds on during the holiday season. The holiday orders are up. Did I see that pumpkin cheesecake is officially available? Oh,
1: that pumpkin cheesecake is available. And orders are being placed for Thanksgiving. So if you want to order for Thanksgiving, got to make sure you get it in by Sunday, November 21st. It's going to be a crazy week of baking. I don't even know if I'm going to have time to do a show. Yeah, I might
0: be doing that show. I might be doing that show solo.
1: Yeah, we're going to be baking cheesecakes out the Wu Wang.
0: I cannot wait to eat cheesecake. I want to eat cheesecake with Skylar.
1: Yeah. You guys should have a slice or you should have a slice on the show. I guess that would be I guess that would be because then you're gonna people might want to order it, but it would be too late. Maybe the week before we'll do a little next week. Do a little cheers to a slice of cheesecake. I'm
0: I'm down for that. Tonight the National Football League will begin week ten. And it's it's not the best Thursday night it's game. Boring. But one, the past few Thursday night games. It's not. It's, boring. it's half boring. boring. A top five player in the league, in my opinion, is involved in this game. I love Lamar Jackson. I don't care if he's not the best thrower of all time. He's one of the most productive quarterbacks in the league right now. He's top five. Cannot wait to watch him just slice and dice the Miami Dolphins defense. What say you?
1: It's boring, honestly. It's not. It's you're boring. It's you're not. Boring. I. You know, the only thing that is you know going to keep me interested to check the score, probably I'm probably not going to watch it, let's be honest, the Bruins play the Oilers, I'm not missing Connor McDaddy coming to town, um, is a lot of times in these primetime games so far this year, they've been crazy, regardless of who's playing, who's the favorite. You know, we saw the Tennessee Titans take down the Buffalo Bills Derrick Henry had three touchdowns. Like
0: I think the Titans are better than the bills now.
1: Not anymore. Not without Derrick Henry. I do. Mm.
0: Titans are so good.
1: I don't know. Not without Derrick Henry. Anyway, that's a conversation for a different show. (laughs) The, um, no, no, it's not Thursday night football games have (laughs) always seemed to be intense and expect the unexpected. So I'm not just going to go ahead and sound like a clown. Like I have with these past few picks, uh, um, it should be a, a good game. And, you know, you want to say that Lamar is just going to run all over the Dolphins and they're going to win 40 to 16, but you never know.
0: Oh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think most, NFL, you you can't predict blowouts in NFL games. I don't exactly. care. Exactly. Which are. is
1: why, you know, I, I think I looked at like the Ravens are minus 400. Yeah. Huh, screw no. that. Screw Hell that. No. I have Marquise
0: no. Brown in the guillotine league. I'm rooting so, for
1: Skyler's fantasy team. I just want to make that clear. I'm not in absolutely. the league with him, but thanks for all always-
0: undefeated. He's undefeated, and Tom Brady's his quarterback.
1: Well, that's just another reason to keep rooting for Skyler. I'm on. The, I'm on the Skyler win-his-fantasy-league train. Is, are you in that league? No. Oh, well, go Skyler.
0: I don't know if I'd want to be in that league because I want Skyler to win. Even if like you were it. in the league? Uh, even if you
1: were in the league, I'm rooting for Skyler. He's 9 and oh, that's That's impressive shit. I'm not even 9 I'm 8-1. and one Yeah, football. but if
0: I was in that league, Skyler might not have Tom Brady. Did you ever think about that? There was some Tom Brady controversy in his fantasy league during the during and after the draft. So, you hate Tom Brady. I hate you. Um, I'm excited for this game. I disagree with you. I cannot wait to watch that as part of my programming tonight. Obviously, the Devils play the... Um. The New Devils play the New York Islanders. I have Devils pregame live at five o'clock. Make sure you tune in for that. I'll post the stream on Twitter and all that. The, the Let's Go Devils podcast presents it. Um, me and Sam Wu talking some Devils. Excited for that. Um, obviously, I will be. I will have on the Bruins versus the Oilers. The Oilers to me are must see TV right now. You should be very worried. Um, but I'm rooting for the Bruins because I love my Joey. If, and... it, if it
1: sounds weird, I'm actually not worried. I think they're going to be able to contain it. Um, yeah, Linus Allmark going in net. Contain,
0: maybe. Contain. Shut down? I don't know.
1: And I think the Bruins can score on, on
0: anyone. Sure. I'm not saying the Bruins can't win, but I don't know about shutting out McDavid and Jaisal. One of them will get a point. Honestly, I'm I'm
1: nervous to play against Koskinen. Miko Koskinen has been sweet. Mike Smith has been hurt. He just had a big setback in his injury, which sucks. So he actually had to go back to Edmonton and he's gonna remain on the IR for a long time. And Koskinen's been great. They're back up right now. You, I don't know if you saw the mess he had. I think it was in Detroit. He like went to play the puck and totally fucking fanned on it. And yep, that was two nights ago. And literally let the Red Wings win, essentially.
0: Yep. Um
1: But on the other side, Koskinen, who is playing tonight, he's been really good. So Hard playing against a hot goalie.
0: Yep. Do you think – do you agree with Gonzo? Go Hawks. Yeah. Go Hawks. Tomorrow against Arizona. Yeah, that should be fun. It's our only game. It's the only game between now and the next bar down show. Yeah. So, what's a surprising arm the Sox should get? I would go for Garrett Richards. I would like to see – he sucked as a starter with the Red Sox, but he really turned it on as a reliever down the stretch for them. So I don't, I like John Gray too. I, you know, I'm biased towards the section 10 podcast. So I obviously have been hearing good and bad about Garrett Richards all season long, but I think he'd be a good medium leverage piece for the white Sox in the bullpen next season. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm excited to watch Ravens tonight. I'm rooting for the Ravens. I need Marquise Brown to come through for me. I'm with Skylar. I hope Gonzo's team stays just as undefeated as Skyler's. I'm um, probably
1: one who's in first place in their fantasy league. I hope you win it all.
0: Do you hope place. I win the guillotine league? Are you in first
1: place? Do you have the most points for?
0: I have the second most points for. No. But I'm I have, have the most left money left. but I have the most money remaining. Which is arguably you more valuable. Better
1: start spending some of that money, boy.
0: I did. I have to go actually go look and see if I won my bids right when the show ends. I'm probably gonna play some video games tonight too. I might hop oh, yeah. on the Call of Duty train. Shout out. Shout out call of duty vanguard if you're a
1: call of duty fan have been a call of duty fan in the past play some multiplayer on this game i'm having as much fun with it as i have in a very long time so that being said if you played a lot of you know last year's game cold war the year prior modern warfare it's my only complaint it's very similar in terms of the menu it looks identical um, but that's call of duty now they've got their formula they've perfected it that's what call of duty is so once you get past that it's pretty much the same you know menus and interfaces it has been for Warzone, has been for modern warfare uh cold war the gameplay
0: for me i love it so i'm gonna turn on you convince me i'm turning on my xbox right when we're done i'm gonna get it downloading so while i'm doing devil's pregame live it will be downloading and i'll watch the games um i actually might wait to download it till after the games are over so that it's not super slow because it'll mess with my feed so maybe when the devils are over i'll do that i I mean if you started it now it probably would be done by six for sure maybe that could be
1: it would be it took me like solid 20 minutes i mean granted i've run a a wired connection with stellar internet but
0: yeah mine's not wired it's all wireless i use Wi-Fi. Yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens I'm definitely going to get it and I would like to play with you guys I see in chat that Skylar wants to play the four of us should play, I think it would be a lot of fun oh, I know we Skylar, Skylar and Frankie certainly would enjoy each other so I don't know, yeah. let's get it done playing lots of Warzone before I left, that's Gonzo uh, yeah Warzone's pretty cool I, I always liked the Battle Royale stuff Yeah, I think Warzone's it's
1: great It's but I played a lot of Warzone you know the second half that modern warfare was out and the first half that cold war was out I played nothing but warzone that was the only call of duty I played and so it's been at least 2 years since I played the traditional multiplayer of domination tdm i've been playing a lot of kill confirmed uh and like it's just that simplicity of you join a game you play you play objectively you win the game and i'm over here on the top of the leaderboard every time just just fun it just takes me back to the roots
0: very good stuff uh, i might download nhl 22 as well i heard it's amazing and i really want to play hot thinking yeah, about I... it a lot um probably going to get both of those over the next couple weeks and really grind away some video games during the winter because the weather sucks ass got nothing better to do and i'm excited about it and he says Warzone is the way. That makes me think of Mando, which makes me think of Disney Plus, which makes me think of the fact that Hawkeye starts next week, which is really fun. Does it really? I'm pretty sure. Or two oh. weeks. I don't know. So, I, I
1: feel like I'm I'm behind on Marvel. Usually when there's something Marvel going on, like a show going on, like Loki, uh, Wanda, Falcon, uh, when those shows are going on, I'm like all in on Marvel. Like when I'm not watching one of those shows, I'm, I, I got a Marvel movie on. <laughs> but I yeah. feel like I'm not in Marvel right now. So. That'll be nice to get back into Marvel.
0: Even yeah. though you just saw two in theaters within the last month. Yeah. It didn't put
1: me in the Marvel mood, I don't know.
0: Well, cuz they're origin stories, so you haven't seen how they connect to the rest of the MCU yet.
1: Yeah, that's, that's probably but like when point. the
0: Etern- when the Eternals and Shang-Chi join. Ooh, I might actually rewatch Shang-Chi if it's Shang-Chi's is true. on Disney Plus this weekend. Ooh, yeah. I That's... might absolutely watch Shang I might, Chi this I week. might rewatch it because I, I love Chi that is movie. Eternals was okay. It's definitely an origin story. And like so origin stories, they're like setting stuff up. Like event, I, I am excited for where Eternals is going. I don't know how you feel about that. Like with uh what's Jon Snow's character in the MCU. I forget already. He's yeah. he's like a swordsman though, and yeah. apparently he's like an anti-hero like Venom where he's like not good, but not bad. Like I'm, I'm excited for where Eternals is going more than like the actual movie itself. But
1: you just got me excited because that's when I'll be like, Marvel's the sickest thing is when I see the Spider-Man and especially, you know, then I know spoilers, but if you haven't seen that end credit Venom scene.
0: Yeah. Without any spoilers. I think Kit Harrington, aka Jon Snow, aka I can't remember his name in the MCU yet. If he's in like a sword fight with like Falcon defending him or something, or like Bucky, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I think it's I gonna have be no good idea. idea.
1: I, this is uh, this is where I am thankful for the fact that I don't know as much as some of the the true marvel fans like the people who know the comics they know what to expect i'm actually thankful i don't know that because i'm clueless and when i see it on the screen for the first time it's brand new to me yeah i'm with you on that i I like reading the comics after yeah it's cool i, I i'm just happy i I go into everything blind i got, yeah. I'm, i don't know what to expect because i don't know the original stories of the comics and that that's how i like it so I'm excited. I have no idea. No, pr- I have no prediction. I am excited for Star Wars to come back into my life with the book of Boba Fett, December 29th. I'm probably more excited for that than anything, to be honest, but that's a, a story for a different day.
0: Yep, we'll be talking lots of nerdy shit throughout the offseason with baseball when things are really kind of dry. You know, we'll still talk baseball. I'm not never not talking baseball. But if we need a half hour to kill or something, certainly talk some Some nerdy stuff, some football. We appreciate everybody for tuning into this show. An hour 45 when there's no games to talk about. I mean, that's just a work of art. An absolute work of art. Yeah. So make sure you tune in tonight to all the different sports. Um, Tweet along with me, at Vinnie Parisi. Tweet along with Joey, at Joey Parisi. He'll be watching the Bruins. I'll be watching a variety of different things. If you can, tune in in about an hour to the Let's Go Devils podcast pregame show uh devil's game day live we call it looking forward to talking about that um if the white Sox do something big maybe we'll have an emergency south burbs hitman at some point little wink wink um you know i'm sure if they were to sign simeon or you know something big trade happened i'm sure the boys would get together um me and you will be back with frankie Mueller next wednesday to recap all the things going on in the national hockey league and hockey in general and i'm looking forward to it you Got anything before we head on out of here?
1: no i think it was a great show
0: absolutely and as of course thank you a special shout out to chris gonzalez Conzo, skylar reese in the chat anybody else who may have joined in that i may have not seen we appreciate you guys and thank you for listening can't wait to talk to you guys next week and I think I mentioned it before, but make sure you check out all the great programming on the Barroom network. You got Mike North, the football shows, the basketball shows, everybody seeing so much red with the eight and three Bulls. They just don't lose. They have the funnest road trip of all time. They have their own California road trip coming up where they're going to play the, un- the best team in the league, maybe golden state warriors, LeBron and the Lakers, Kawhi and the Clippers that Calif. I'm going to watch all three of those games. So excited. Make sure you tune in at Joey Preece, at Vinnie Preece. Thank you for listening.